Welcome to The Pen and the Yod. Join Rabbi Michael Siegel from Achayam at Synagogue in Chicago and author Jonathan Eig as they talk about this week's Torah portion, Toldot, Wisdom, Our Parents, and Redigging the Wells of Tradition. One of my favorite quotes of all time is by Mark Twain, who once said, My father was an amazing man. The older I got, the smarter he got. And I sort of refer back to that over and over again, because all the things that I used to um, look down my nose at uh, on my parents' part, the things that I felt that they had uh, failed at, I find myself struggling with as I get older. And the way that they handled it in certain cases, um, I've also kind of learned to understand, at least on a deeper level. I wonder if that's your experience as well. No, my dad hasn't gotten any smarter. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I I give him as much of a hard time now as I did when I was a teenager. I'm sorry to say that just says that just says that I haven't gotten any smarter, I guess. Which it runs in the family. There you go. I guess so. I, I, I don't know. I think life experience counts for a lot. Um, you know, one of the things that I notice in Jewish life is that when people hit 50, 55, right around that time, the kids are grown and they're kind of, well, at least they're in college. Um, you know, we we have a tendency to kind of rethink um, the tradition. People kind of return to Jewish life. They give it another shot. They look at maybe it's part of partially their mortality and being aware that, you know, we don't live forever. Uh, Or maybe just asking questions about, you know, larger issues in life, like why? Why am I here? What is life really about? But I find that people kind of come back to Jewish life. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I think we get more reflective, more, in some cases that means more spiritual, um, but we certainly, you know, see patterns more. We can see how we are like our parents, even though we thought we would never be. Uh, we can see what, these things that shaped us. You know, I think a lot about that now in ways that I never could have appreciated, you know, just how mm-hmm. the choices my parents made shaped us. Um, we were having a discussion about it the other day because, um, I was telling my parents how lucky I feel that we grew up in an integrated school system, even though our neighborhood wasn't terribly integrated. And my parents were saying that that was part of why they chose this community. And I challenged them. I said, I thought you chose it because it was cheaper than the the other neighborhoods you were looking at. And they said, well, I don't think so. That's so that they're, they're going to go with the, uh, the fact that they wanted that, that diversity in the community. Um, but absolutely that those things shaped me, the choices they made, whether it was accidental or not. And certainly their personalities, I can see better now how their personalities shaped me because I'm, because I'm older. Hmm. I wanted to just say, I, I've never had the pleasure of meeting your parents. I don't think, or maybe I did at, at some of the Simchas. Yeah. Briefly. But, uh, uh, briefly, but I would say that in in talking with you today, my respect for them for maintaining a relationship with their son, who's such a cynic, um, <laughs> has just skyrocketed in this conversation. Uh, I'm sure they'll appreciate hearing that. Some validation from the rabbi will go a I long way. I, I would say, I would say, I there's a story in our portion. It's the portion of Toldot and 
while we could spend a lot of time talking about parenting skills in terms of Isaac and Rebecca as it applied to Jacob and Esau, and there is much to say there, there's this amazing story that's very easy to overlook, but stories that appear in the Torah that get passed down from generation to generation are there to teach you something. They, they resonate or they have resonated with Jews, or we wouldn't kind of continue to tell the same story again and again. So we have to look at them more carefully. And it seems such a simple story that Isaac um, has an altercation with the people of the land that he's living amongst, and he decides to move on. But he finds wells that were dug originally um, by his father, Abraham, and he redigs them. He redigs them. They had been filled in either because from the people of the land or for other reasons, but whatever it was, he he uncovers them, and again they flow with water, so it waters the land. And I think this is kind of a metaphor for our relationship with our parents and our relationship with our tradition. That if you look at synagogues across the country, and Anshaman is somewhat of an outlier here. Most synagogues, most conservative synagogues, if you look at the general population on a Shabbos morning, you'll see that they're mostly people 50 and over. That's just a statistical reality. And Acham is an outlier because we are blessed to have really a heterogeneous congregation. So we go on Shabbos morning, and there are lots of family programs going on. And there's a young, there's a Rose Crown minion which kind of tends younger. And then the sanctuary service, and there's a significant population of people 50 over in that service as well. So you have everything at once. But I think that part of it isn't simply that, oh, these people were used to synagogue life. They've always been attached to synagogue life. That's true for some. But there are other people who have come back later. I think there is kind of just a general tendency to redig those wells, to look for meaning, to look for answers, to look for wisdom. I think that's a very important part of life itself. The older you get, the less you know, right? And um, in some people's cases, their parents get smarter. Yeah, uh, and I and I envy them. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Um, I don't believe, um, no, that. I I don't believe that for one second. <laughs> uh, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, it's it, some people call it nostalgia. You know that we we get older and we look back on things, but I think it's that we're seeing patterns and we're, we have enough perspective to be able to see patterns and to see how history has shaped us and how our own families have shaped us. You know, I can look back at, at my grandparents who I remember fondly and see how their lives were so different from mine. And yet there are patterns there that shaped us. And I can see why, you know, it was so important to them to remain kosher when few people around them were and, and how that affects my life today. And I, I just think that that only age gives you that kind of perspective. And maybe that's the same as, you know, redigging holes, right? We, we do the same things. We fall into the same patterns. We make some of the same mistakes because um, it gives us some comfort to know that this is what our parents and grandparents did. I also think that this is a rebellion against modernity. Modernity teaches us that the answers are always in the future. Right? We're going to solve this problem or this problem or this problem, and we're going to create more of a panacea as we go forward. I think that that has certainly been part of the American experience, and maybe part of the issue is that 
we're the first generation where our children may not reach our economic um, capacity, right? The, the opportunities out there may be less. Uh, the economic opportunities are less. And so people are making all kinds of choices, but they're also thinking about meaning. What's the meaning of life? Maybe it's not just about how much money I make, or maybe it's not just like, you know, who has the most toys before they die, but, but maybe there's something more to all of this. Like, what do I want? What do I need? What's my satisfaction level? And I think that may be part of this turn to Judaism as well, or to religion in general, but I'm Judaism in specific. Yeah, I think that's true, especially when so much um, seems tumultuous and um, uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen with the planet's continual warming and with you know, AI and with war. You know, it's scary. And we, you know, and what we want is for our kids to have something like the the, the relatively happy life that we've had, and that means sometimes that means connecting to the past. I think that gives us some future, some hope that there will be, you know, that, that our kids will have something like what we had. Maybe again, that's nostalgia. Maybe that's just clinging to the past, uh, but, but it does offer some comfort. Well, I'm, I'm going to build off of what you're saying. <laughs> I'll see you, I'll see your hand and I'll raise you here. I think there's something more here. I think the world has become increasingly complicated and in many ways, irrational. What I thought the world was going to look like, it just doesn't appear that way. The things that I believed were going to happen haven't happened. And we find ourselves in all kinds of different situations that we never thought we would be in. And I think that that opens the door to mystery. I think part of religion, part of true religion, is mystery, right? If a religion is only social justice, then it's really not a religion. You know, it's a cause, and I support those causes. But let's not call it religion. What religion ultimately is is, to, is a system that helps us answer ultimate questions. Why am I here? What is good? What is evil? And how do I manage in this world? Those are the questions that help shape us, but also a system where we come to understand that human beings are a social animal. We need community. And in a way, we are redigging those wells, searching for community again. And I think that's a large part of what religious institutions, places, uh, synagogues, places like Anshiam, should be fulfilling. What does it mean to be attached to a community where I'm welcomed in, where I feel comfortable, I feel connected? How does that speak to me as a human being in a world where it's become so very easy to become isolated? I think I get what you're going for here. And it seems to me, tell me if I'm wrong, that we have to accept all that we don't know. We have to accept our, the mysteries of the universe, but that being grounded in a community can help us feel less lost. I think that's right. I don't, I mean, I don't mean to be mysterious here. I, <laughs> what, I, what I think is that modernity filled us with the idea that we were capable of answering any question. Science was going to lead us to the ultimate answers. Science can explain why the sky is blue. Science cannot explain why there's a sky. There's something more out there. And how do we understand it? How do we put those pieces together? You know, the, the mysteries of life, if you will, religion helps us connect the dots. 
And there are all kinds of answers. There's all kinds of ways of understanding God. But we are human beings that are limited. There are things that we can know, and there are things that we cannot know. And so how do we manage that? How do we dig those wells? We need community. We need to be in contact with other people. How do we dig those wells? I think those are the issues that we face today. And the reality is, is that our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents have dealt with these same issues in many ways. And we can learn from them, but we can also kind of dig new wells along the way. Well, thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Rabbi. That's really helpful. I appreciate that.